Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Miss Kimberly. Hello, Judy. How are you doing today, sister? I am good as gold. How are you? You know, I am doing fantastic, sister, and I am so excited about our new series, which is entitled The Anxiety Relief Scriptures, because many years ago, I was actually led to write a book, which is available on Amazon.com with that same name called The Anxiety Relief Scriptures. And in that book, I share devotionals based on scriptures in which I find peace because I know what it feels like to be troubled with anxiety and worry. And it really surprised me, Judy, when I was getting ready for this particular series to learn that over 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety disorder. So I felt led that this particular series would be our next one. And if I, I want to tell our listeners that if they are counted among the number of people who suffer from anxiety, then it is on my heart and I know on your sisters too that we're going to discuss truth that will help to set the captives free. So Judy, I'm going to ask that you pray in and then we're going to look at the focus scripture and I'll ask you to read it, which is Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven. So sister, will you please pray us in and I'll read the focus scripture for me, please, for us, please. I would love to, but would you mind if I read the scripture first? Of course. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 reads, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Gracious, gracious, gracious Father, help us to be anxious for nothing. Help us to pray about everything and be grateful that we know you have heard our pleas. And Lord, when you do that for us, when you change our hearts from anxiousness to thanksgiving, then we will find peace. Peace that passes understanding. And for that this day, we are so grateful because it indeed is the gift of our salvation. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. And thank you so much for that heartfelt prayer. So as I mentioned, we're talking about Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven, which Judy just read. And I was meditating on this scripture recently. And it, you recall, it starts out with be anxious for nothing. 
And so I paused right there just on that word be and looked up that word be because it's such a simple word, just two letters. But what be means is to breathe, to exist and to inhabit. In other words, the word be describes our present state. So Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven is telling us, and this is the way I see it. It's telling us to move from one state to another, to move from the state of anxiety to the state of prayer. Do to pause and think about that, because I don't know about you, but I know that many people don't like to move. And it's certainly not my favorite thing to do either, because it's a lot of work. But even though, like I mentioned, many people don't feel comfortable moving. And even though many people may not be comfortable where they live currently, even at least staying in that same place is misery. They might know, particularly if they're suffering from anxiety and it's like, ah, I don't want to move. But overcoming anxiety requires that we move if we're suffering from that. So I read this interesting description of anxiety from author Bob Bodine. And he said that anxiety occurs when you believe your nightmares instead of your dreams. Anxiety affects your physical and it affects your mental well-being. But there's one area that anxiety does not affect, which is your spiritual well-being. Or at least it doesn't affect it directly, although, like I mentioned, it can indirectly. And I'm going to explain a little bit more about that later. But the reason why anxiety cannot affect your spiritual well-being directly is because the Holy Spirit makes this part of you alive. The Holy Spirit is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And I want you to pause and think about that. Because as a believer in Jesus, it's the same spirit that raised him lives on the inside of you right now, this second, this very minute. So we talked about the focus scripture, Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven. So if you don't believe me, though, that the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead is living on the inside of you then I'm going to ask you that you open your Bible or open up your Bible app or website or whatever. Open it up to John chapter 16, verses 12 through 14, because I want you to have your own eyes on it, to lay your own eyes on these scriptures. So, Sister Judy, would you read John chapter 16, verses 12 through 14 for us, please? Absolutely. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Mm, And that is so powerful. And these are the words of Jesus as he was about to sacrifice himself 
for the sins of the world. But, you know, he, he was talking to his disciples before that. And he was talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, Judy, I'm just curious. Now, we've talked about two powerful scripture passages, Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven and John chapter 16, verses 12 through 14. When you look at these scriptures, what are your thoughts about them that speak so directly to anxiety and overcoming anxiety? What are your thoughts about those scriptures? First, Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I just don't understand the Bible. It sort of has weird writing. It's sort of hard to understand. It's sort of especially the Old Testament. I don't know how that could be any more clear. Be anxious for nothing. And so then the obvious question is, okay, what does he mean by anxious? So, of course, I looked up anxiety and some of the synonyms are worry, concern, distress, nervousness. Be nervous about nothing. Be apprehensive about nothing. Okay, now, listeners, I want you to think about you're getting ready to go for your workout. Dread nothing. Be in anguish. Be uneasy about nothing. Be stressed about nothing. You know, Jerry Bridges, I think I've mentioned it before. I'm sure I have. He wrote an amazing book called Respectable Sins, which are those things that we as Christians are called to do or not do. And we're sort of overlooking those commands. And we are called to not worry. Like when you think about we are sheep and he is the good shepherd. Like, can you imagine looking out on a field? Do you can do you envision sheep huddling in a quarter, all anxious about what's going to happen? Uh, no, sheep don't worry. They're grazing in the green pasture. They're listening for the shepherd, and when they hear his voice, they follow. So that's the first thing. And then in your John passage, oh my gosh, that's like a year of conversation. But the phrases that stuck out to me in that were, he will guide you into all the truth. And when we're worried, how many times do we worry about something that's not even true? That that is something that maybe hasn't even happened or may never happen. And the truth is, we have zero control over this world anyway. So whatever's happening, the truth is God is in control. We're not. So what kind of return on investment are you getting by being a worry ward? And which turns us to the second phrase, glorifying him. If our goal in our lives is to glorify him and enjoy him forever. Are we giving him glory when we're all worried? What does that say to the world? When you say, oh, I'm really worried about, what does that say to the world? It says, I, I thought you were a Christian. I thought you had a big God. I thought he was in control. Like, what are you worried about that? So that's what comes up for me in those two passages. There's a lot. It is a lot, sister. And see, the thing that I love about the Philippians 4, 6, and 7 
um, scriptures is that the Lord just does not tell us be anxious for nothing and leave it at that. He gives right. us an activity to do instead. And right. so if we are in anxiety and and are committed to staying in that state and not do what he tells us to do instead, then the enemy's winning, you know, in that situation. And I remember many years ago, I actually looked it up. I believe I can't remember if it was the synonym for worry or the synonym for anxiety. It's like a Latin word. But to me, it when I looked it up, it said strangle. And in that it, that is, I was like, whoa, because you can see it. Like the enemy is using your worries and anxiety to try to strangle you, to cut the life, to to take the life out of you. And one of the names for the Holy Spirit is the spirit of life. So we when we transfer from that state of anxiety to prayer, then it's like reconnecting to our source of life. So I want our listeners to pause and think about that. Because the Holy Spirit, he's aware of things to come. So he cannot be anxious about the future. He's perfect peace. He's of one mind with the father and the son. And he knows the ultimate plan for our lives. And he knows that anything that is happening to us now is just temporary. It's just part of our life story. So I want to tell you a little bit about, um, I listened to a sermon by Pastor Robert Morris And he was teaching about raising the level of prayer in our lives. And he said something that just made me laugh because I could relate so much to it. But he said, prayer is transferring your burdens to the Lord. If you've just prayed and you're still carrying the burden afterwards, you didn't really pray. You just griped. (laughs) I love that thought. That's a good one. It is a good one. I thought it was funny too. And we remember that really prayer is meant to be a two-way conversation. We not only tell the Lord what our concerns are, but we also listen for his response. But he talked to this about joking and he joked about this man who spoke to him about a problem that the man was having. And, And Pastor Morris asked the man, have you transferred it to the Lord? And the man answered, yes, I have. Many times. (laughs) And I laugh because many times I call myself giving a problem to the Lord only to take it back. So, sister, I was just curious about this. And I and I I think I even know your answer to it anyway. (laughs) But can you relate to giving a problem to the Lord only to take it back? Well, what you're probably thinking is my caustic spirit. And um, (laughs) if any of our listeners have listened at all, that's not a surprise. But actually, I'm not going to go down that road, though I probably should. Because, Because what comes to mind for me in that, when you talk about worry, this is the, I mean, my anger comes from being controlling and being judgmental. And that's a whole nother conversation and a whole nother series, right? When you, when I think about worry, I would say I don't have a lot of worry in my life, except when I have to fly. Mm. And what, what I'd like our listeners to do is listen to my experience and my attitude and my thoughts relative to flying and tell me if you can relate to it relative to you getting out there and exercising or relative to you cooking differently so that you can eat differently 
as soon as I need to get on an airplane, I am a whirlwind in my brain. Why? Because I've lost all control. You know, I'm going to have to deal with TSA. What if the flight is delayed? Who am I going to sit next to? Are they going to squish me? And I just go in, I hate to fly. Like I am scowling when I'm in the parking lot. And several days before, I'm like in my head, all a Twitter about this nightmare I am about to embark. And folks, that is sin. God has called us to be anxious for nothing, to trust him, and to walk in peace. And how many of you have those uh, those thoughts relative to, I hate exercise, I, I get sweaty, I just, it's so inconvenient, I just don't have time. Blah, 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 blah. We are called to be anxious about nothing. And if whatever it is I'm going, that I'm, I'm getting on an airplane and it's, it's typically to go visit my brother who I love and adore and I know absolutely 100,000% that is God's will that I would go and fly to see my brother, then I'm, he'll take care of me. I'm his sheep. And if you know absolutely 100%, God calls you to exercise, he calls you to eat healthfully, then enough with the chatter. Enough with the worry, enough with the anxiety, enough with the concern. Go to prayer with thanksgiving. Yes. Prayer yes, with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, sister. And again, it's about changing that state where you might have dreaded exercise or eating healthy. And you can pray Lord, show me a method of exercise that I like or even are not dread or a way to exercise where I could just break it up in small increments, something, a solution to get you out of that anxiety state. And he'll answer or a method of food preparation or recipes or things like that, where he could lead you to sources so that you're not in that state of anxiety, but you've moved into that state of solutions in prayer. And I just love that, that thought of just moving states, because <laughs> I can relate to that. But anyway, thank you for sharing that experience, sister. Now, I've got a story to share as well. And the story I wanted to talk about is a something that happened about 10 years ago. And that's when I knew that I had moved my state from anxiety to prayer. And it actually happened to my husband, Mike, and he was at that time, he was training at our church to become a deacon. And he came home from one of those meetings and he said that he smelt a burning smell in the truck that we had at the time. And when he pulled the truck into the garage, he called me and told me that when he pulled the truck into the garage, I smelt the burning too. But the way that I knew that I moved my state from anxiety to prayer and in this case, actually praise is when he said that and I smelt the burning smell, I looked heavenward and I raised my arms to the sky and I said, praise the Lord. Because in the past, my first reaction would have been different. I would have said, what are we going to do? And my mind would have started playing out negative scenarios, causing me to become worried and worried and anxious. And at that time, we had two vehicles. We had the truck, which was old. And we had an 11-year-old Chevy Impala, which was old too. 
And the fact was that whenever it rained, if we were out when it rained, it would rain inside of the vehicles. (laughs) And truth be told, it makes me even want to laugh now when I think about it. But Mike and I, when we knew that there was a problem with that truck, we didn't know what we were going to do. But we did know the one who does know or who did know. And it was God, of course. So we prayed. We moved our state from anxiety and worry to the state of prayer. And we pray and we ask God for direction. Well, I'm happy to say, of course, that God answered in a big way. And got Mike, he heard from the Lord that we were to go to the car dealership the next day. And we went. And I was nervous. I have to admit that because the car that we wanted was more than our budget would bear. But we were willing to go and see what the Lord would do for us because he told us and we wanted to obey what he what he said, what he told Mike. And it turned out that the gentleman who was the salesperson, he turned out to be a Christian, too. And we told him the car we wanted. He had one in stock. We drove it, but he crunched the numbers and the monthly payments were still too much that, you know, we couldn't afford that. So we thanked him and we got ready to leave. And he said, wait a minute. He said, I just thought about the perfect car for you. What if I could get you into that car with no money down? I said, well, I'm willing to see it. And he brought out this very nice, clean, low miles used car. We test drove it and it handled like a dream. And he was right. It was perfect for us. And so it's just, it was wonderful how the Lord just came through for us. And, you know, I told you earlier about how anxiety can um, influence your physical and your mental well-being, but it doesn't affect your spiritual well-being directly. Well, one of the things that we want to do to move our state permanently from anxiety to prayer is through spiritual disciplines. And that's your prayer life, your praise, your worship, and your study of God's word daily. Because without those things, then we're not feeding our spiritual being. We want to ensure that our spirit man is strong. And we do that through spiritual discipline, spiritual food, prayer, praise, worship, and study of God's word. Because if our spirit man has has weakened, then we won't be able to handle life challenges in a way that glorifies God. So. These disciplines, just as much as we pay attention to the food that we eat, these disciplines, moving your state from anxiety to prayer, that's spiritual food for you. So just like physical food feeds our physical being, spiritual food feeds our spiritual being. So as we get ready to close, I just want to give you an action invitation this week. I'm challenging you. Concerning the areas in which you most tend to be anxious, and typically it's under areas of health or money or relationships, then I want you to seek the Lord in prayer about these matters and and ask yourself and ask him through prayer to reveal this to you. Are you confident that the place you are and the people you are with are those in line with your God-given purpose? Because many people suffer from needless stress. They suffer from worry and anxiety because they are in places and with people that God never intended for them. 
So you want to be sure that you are in the right place. As I mentioned, if you're finding yourself in a state of anxiety, then my challenge to you is to move, to move to a different state because peace is our inheritance from the Lord. Jesus himself said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid, which means that we have a choice about the state in which we live. So stay prayed up. So Judy, I want to ask you if you have some final thoughts about this particular episode of Stirring Words, which is stay prayed up. And um, please share any final thoughts that you might have. Otherwise, I will just go ahead and pray us out. Well, what hits me is that what you're talking about moving is classic Ephesians put off, put on. Yes. Put off the old, put on the new, put off the worry, put off the anxiety, put off the dread, put on gratitude, put on celebration, put on prayer, put on God's word. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, God's holy word is the only, only, only thing that will heal our hearts and change our minds. So we say it often, memorize it, keep it in your pocket, especially relative to those issues where you know there's some anxiety attached, whether it's a food temptation or your Lord to miss your walk, cast all your cares on him. He cares for you. Allow him to be the good shepherd as you Put off anxiety and put on faith. Mm-hmm. Amen, my sister. Amen. And for those of you who are struggling in that area and thought it's about putting off things and putting on things so you do change your state, then I invite you to go back and listen to a Stirring Words episode. Actually, we did a couple of them, but one was put on and put off. And I believe, Judy, you led those sessions. So you can go back and look through our directory on takebackyourtemple.com forward slash podcast and just scroll through the episodes. It's, it, I believe it might have been. I can't remember when when we did that, but we do have those episodes to put off and put on because that will definitely help you to maintain your peace and be sure that you're in the place that God has for you. So with that being said, and I do also want to mention once again that these episodes about the anxiety relief scriptures are from my best-selling book on Amazon.com called The Anxiety Relief Scriptures. And then also you want to check out Judy's book, which is entitled Sprinkle Clean if you have struggles with um with anger or any other negative emotions. So we have those resources available to you as well. So I'm going to go ahead and close out in prayer. <laughs> We're in the state of prayer right now. I love it. Gracious Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we are so grateful, Lord, that you give us an alternative where we're not staying in a place in which we're being strangled and the life is being taken out of us, being strangled out of us in, pre- in anxiety and worry. 
but you invite us to enter into the state of prayer. You said, Lord, that we can come boldly to your throne of grace where we can find mercy and grace to help us in time of need. So why should we try to struggle through the challenges of life alone? We have each other. We have other Christian sisters and brothers. And most of all, we have you. So let us not hesitate to move and change our state from the state of anxiety to the state of prayer. And we recognize what an honor it is that you invite us into that personal relationship with you where we can have comfort and we can have peace and we can get answers to the challenges that we face in life. So, Lord, I pray for my sisters and brothers, Lord, that they will wake up and you will reveal to them if they are living in that state of anxiety and let them purpose in their heart that they are going to take that step and they are going to move. So we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory in all things. And it's in Jesus's mighty name that we pray. Amen. Amen, sister. Thank you for this. What a gift. I mean, I feel like it's perfect timing because there's certainly a lot in the world that the world would say we need to be anxious about. And we don't. (laughs) I love it because the Bible has given us the alternatives and say, don't do this. Don't stay here. Move here instead. And I love it. So all we have to do is make that move, make the move. So, sister, God willing, we will talk again next week for another episode of of Stirring Words and tell a friend about us. Yes, ma'am. Love you big. I love you, too, sister. Have a good week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word. Mm -hmm.